0: hello and welcome to the creative couples podcast where we share stories and insight to support creative work in marriage i'm spencer
1: and i'm frankie
0: and today we have a very special guest that if you listen really closely you might be able to hear because they won't be talking much let's see if we can hear them if you can hear that That's a baby snoring. (laughs) Uh, Frankie and I just had our first child about nine days ago. Yeah. And we thought it would be fun or we're just crazy. (laughs) Maybe both. (laughs) A little bit of both probably right now with as much sleep as we've gotten Uh, to get on the microphones and talk about how a newborn has impacted our thinking, Mm. our creativity, if there's been any, uh, (laughs) our relationship and how we've navigated some things. Because this is a reality for a lot of couples that may end up having children, and it's a new experience for us, and so we thought it'd be fun to document it. Another fun thing about this is that at the time of this recording, we have not actually released a single episode yet. We are about to launch the podcast. It's coming very soon, but we have not actually released any episodes. So this will be something that gets released probably a few months later, and it'll be fun or, again, scary to... (laughs) Hear mm-hmm. what it was like during this time. So let's talk about it. Frankie, this was quite the experience it having was a an child. Experience. Much more for you than for me.
1: Uh, yeah. We were due to have a baby on May 21st. We had our baby May 19th after being induced uh, the night of May 18th. One thing led to another and it ended in an emergency C section because babies sometimes just do what they want to do and yes, they do. don't want to cooperate
0: but little, everyone's okay. A little traumatic, a little but scary. everyone's okay.
1: Did learn, good. Did
0: you learn something during that time?
1: I feel like <laughs> I learned a lot during that time. Um, In the chaos of having a lot of medical professionals rush in to my room, there were a lot of people talking, a lot of nurses, a lot of doctors, people trying to decide what to do. And something a nurse said, a lot of things the nurses said have stuck with both of us, I think. Yeah. But one thing in particular was this one nurse Locked eyes with me. And of course, I'm freaking out because I don't know what's happening. And she said, this happens to so many people. It's just never happened to you. And I, I don't even know exactly why that stuck with me as much as it has, maybe just because of the times of fear or panic or when things go south, if you will. It's easy to think that, oh, this has never happened to anyone else and no one's trained to deal with this. and
0: It can be isolating. It can be
1: very isolating. But to have someone very calmly, still with urgency, they were doing what they were doing. But for her to just say, like, this happens to a bunch of people. It just hasn't happened to you. And it, it, ag-
0: it acknowledges you, though, yeah. at the same time. It doesn't dismiss the fear right. that you're having. Right. But uh, it's also comforting to know you're not alone yeah. in it. Great team at uh, St. Thomas Midtown Hospital here in Nashville. Love being there. Um, but sleep, let's talk about sleep a little bit. because What's that? <laughs> <laughs> um, the hospital was experience was insane in the sense that I don't think there's ever been a time in my life where I've had such little sleep over the course of multiple days and yet had to take in so much new information. <laughs> a lot of information. Keeping track of like, What's happening with the baby? What's happening with you? Updates, different types of uh, clinicians coming in, asking mm-hmm. different types of things, and again, very helpful. But, but a lot. But you can't like retain information, and I think that's something that even in the hospital, I was as I was trying to sleep or do something, I would sit around thinking like, "Wow, this is really what it's like if I would if I didn't get good amounts of sleep." how difficult it would be to try and retain information. Yeah. And I just think of and to function and people who try to function on little sleep and you might be able to do it for a period of time, but I just feel like our bodies just can't take it. It's not sustainable. And so once we got home, just being at home gave a relaxing environment in general, but then being able to get little blocks of sleep, he's making noises. Just so funny. <laughs> Excuse him. Probably won't be able to hear some of it, but despite being on low sleep and a lot of new information. I think we definitely realized how important working as a team is.
1: Communication is everything.
0: Yeah. So we've talked about this and it's kind of funny that the things that we've practiced by working together on some of our creative projects and just in life in general really paid off when it came to having a baby and not having any sleep because you are short on energy You are uh, short on patience and it is very, I can understand like why it's so easy for people to just freak out and flip out when they have a newborn because you are pushed to your limits. Yeah. But I think neither of us ever really snapped or had a blow up or anything like that. Mostly because when we feel that anger or sadness or whatever it is rising up, we're really good at identifying and like talking through it or knowing when to give the other one space and, Just figure it out. So I think that's been really helpful. And another point, if you will, for figuring out communication and working together before you have kids, because this would be a nightmare. It would have been a nightmare. And it was, it was, it's hard enough.
1: Right. As it is, and not to say we have not gotten frustrated with each other, no, no, no. And, But nothing massive. It's just nothing little that things felt like here. it was going
0: to like end us, right? <laughs> nothing or like that put any of us in danger. Nothing that sent somebody looking for divorce papers. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mentioned this to me yesterday that even though you've gotten less sleep, you feel like your thinking is different. You must have clearer thinking or deeper thinking. Talk about that. Yeah,
1: I feel like. I mean, my logical, analytical thinking, it doesn't exist right now. It's out the door, gone. I know it'll come back one day, but I can't remember
0: anything or think strategically. Yeah, you're like taking pain medicine. Oh, yeah. And it's like trying to remember the hours. We had to write them on like a dry erase board. Yeah, not even kidding. This is when I last took a pill, and this pill happens at this time. (laughs) This is when I fed him, and I have to do that in three hours, and there's a lot to keep track of. A lot to keep track of. That kind of stuff. No chance. No, I, we I had can't, I can't remember down. any of it,
1: but I think just the nature of, I mean, having a baby is people said it to us so much while we were pregnant, but how it changes your life, like it's going to change you. And while I still, I mean, we're nine days in, so, you know,
0: we have a lot to learn. We still. Have a lot to we learn. We acknowledge that.
1: But I see that, like, I still feel like myself, but the, I feel like the capacity I have right now to think very deeply about life, about creativity, about raising a human, being more in touch with my feelings, which is something I normally am not. That's just not something I'm very good at. And so that's actually been really cool, overwhelming at times. And part of it's probably because of the slightly traumatic way this child entered the world. (laughs) Yeah. But I feel like my deep thinking and desire for even creative things like wanting to just write for the sake of writing feels like it's returned more since before having him.
0: I feel that as well. Mine kind of comes in. Yeah. I think clearer thinking about bigger things in life. I read uh, Matthew McConaughey's green lights book earlier this year, uh, which is quite the ride (laughs) (laughs) of his life is just, Insane, but, uh, really inspirational at times. And I remember one of the things he said, it's not an exact quote, but basically talking about how a man should trust his instincts, the moments and weeks following the birth of his first child, because he's never more in tune with like what's most important, Mm -hmm. how to think clearly what his priorities are. And I feel that a little bit, uh, not even
1: without the analytical and logical thinking. Yeah. That's interesting. But really, I mean, it makes sense.
0: There is, um, like I'm definitely still. Myself, which is analytical and logical Mm -hmm. and likes to be focused on the details. But I think having the freedom to just one, which is a blessing and I acknowledge that not everybody has this, but I was able to take a few weeks off of work and not have to focus too much on that. So that immediately takes one big burden off that I don't have to think about and just turn off that part of my brain. But two, it is also just creating or allowing myself to have the space to be present fully with my child with you and it actually opens up my creative thinking a little bit more than i normally have and same thing i've actually been writing more than i normally do and journaling thoughts and just thinking about what it means to have a child and those are all really it feels like it's a really healthy thing to do. Yeah. And I feel that right now. So we'll see if that lasts, (laughs) but (laughs) I'm hopeful some of these habits will actually stick. It's just, I assumed you're working on little to no sleep. All you want to do is do what you need to, to make the baby be okay. And watch Netflix or like binge some shows and just chill out, maybe read. And it's not been all, I've actually watched a lot less TV than I thought I would. And kind of just enjoyed being present, reading, reading, And even we were working on this podcast a little bit because we haven't launched it yet. So we've been working on little things, but it's nice to be able to say like one, maybe two things I'll do today to work on the podcast. Or, you know, I've been taking pictures of Finch and I'm like, I just want to edit some pictures today and I'll do it for an hour or two and then be done. And it's so nice to not have like deadlines or any expectations and just being able to do things. It's interesting how it just happens naturally without me having to force anything
1: well, that's what space does space creates an environment that is conducive to creativity mm-hmm. because you are not bound by the structures of maybe your normal routine um your normal job and it's there's almost like a little bit of adrenaline that comes with it yeah. like i found that even though i have spent a lot of time on the couch i mean considering I had major abdominal surgery but it's also i guess you're allowed to yeah yeah <laughs> So I have watched some Netflix, but not what I thought it was going to be either. There's been a desire to, like I said, want to read more, want to write. And I think going into it with perspective, like we talked a lot before having the baby that, okay, our expectations need to be (laughs) survival for the first six weeks and anything extra that's great. Is extra. And so I think going into it, not expecting the worst, but expecting chaos Hmm. And it's been way easier, I think, than I anticipated. Now, full disclosure, we could have a slightly easier baby. Like we, we have gotten a block of like five hours of an uninterrupted sleep, and I yeah. realize that that is not everyone's that's experience, not uncom- or
0: that's not common.
1: Vince just might be an angel. I don't know.
0: Or again, <laughs> or in a we're week, doing
1: something wrong. <laughs> or that.
0: Or in a week we might decide oh, we spoke too soon. Yeah, I know it's gonna it's gonna be ups and downs. Yeah,
1: yeah, And we anticipate that, but I think. Um, yeah. There's almost an adrenaline that kind of comes with it's, it's new. It's a, it's a new thing that's happening. Our, our life looks different right now. And yeah, we'll get back to the episode in just a second, but will you do us a quick favor? If you're enjoying this podcast, there are a few ways you can help support its growth. One, subscribe to the podcast on whichever platform you're listening and leave a review. If you're listening on Apple podcasts Two go to our website at thecreativecouples.com and subscribe to our email list. We're dedicated to making it an email you'll look forward to getting when each episode comes out and it will have extra inspirational content you won't get anywhere else. Three, if you're on Instagram, give us a follow at creativecouplespodcast. We will link all of this in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Now back to the episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've also been surprised, again, when you give yourself the space, kind of the funny places that inspiration comes from. Mm-hmm. So we talked about, I feel like we wrote down multiple quotes that the nurses yeah. <laughs> gave us in the hospital. Because i are like, wow, that's actually really <laughs> profound. Are you all counselors? <laughs> and then Matthew McConaughey apparently has mm-hmm. been on my mind now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the one show that we watched a lot lately for the second time around is New Girl. And if you've seen New Girl, Uh, You know, the character, Nick Miller, who is just a mess of a life, but he's hilarious. And one of the episodes we were watching the other night, I don't remember the context, but I think he had created something and he was arguing with his roommates and he said, you know what? Sometimes up close art is ugly. Mm. And I laughed the initial response because it was funny in the context. (laughs) And I literally paused the TV and looked over at Frankie and I was like, that's incredibly profound. Yeah. Sometimes up close, art is ugly. Yeah. We so often look at the finished products or we see what's on Instagram or what's on someone's portfolio or the finished song artwork and we think, wow, that's beautiful. Art and beauty go hand in hand. Yeah. But I actually thought a more true, especially if you're the one responsible for making the art up close, art is a lot more ugly.
1: Well, I, I even think this might be too far, but a child in a lot of ways, like our bodies creating a child is artwork, but talk about messy. Yeah. I mean, childbirth, all of it. And we love
0: making it beautiful though, which I do. We love the pictures. We love seeing people's babies. They're cute. Yeah. But it's messy.
1: But it makes it almost more beautiful and like what it is. Like it feels almost more like a true piece of art because of what it took yeah. to get it. And so I think that, yeah, same thing. So anything I'm like writing during this time, it's coming from a place of having milk all over me and a baby crying and, you know, not as many showers as I would like sitting on the couch, but it might be some of the most profound things that I write. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but and up think, close, it's ugly.
0: And I think it's good for people to, be aware of that when they go through a life change, not to force it. There's nothing, we're not forcing anything. I don't think that's important to make a distinction, yeah. but we're looking for creativity and art and beauty in the messy, mundane parts of life, like having a newborn. Yeah. So thank you, Nick Miller, for thank your you, inspiration. Always. <laughs> Last thing I think I wanted to hit on that I wanted you to talk about your perspective on as you were pregnant and now that you've had this child, like what does it mean as a woman mm-hmm. about your career? Yeah. Is, is it, is it the end? Is this the last we see of Frankie Orella?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. While I was pregnant was when I like signed a publishing deal and was still like releasing music. And I feel like this is just a new season of doing the same things, but it's just going to look different. And when I say look different, my time looks different because I have shorter blocks of time to get things done right now, which is not forever. But especially these first few months, I have to work between feeding a baby, caring for a baby and not knowing when he's going to lose his mind and scream and knowing while he's asleep. Well, you know, maybe before him or while I was pregnant, be like, oh, I'm going to watch an episode of Grey's Anatomy. Now it's like, okay, well, what can I get done that's going to make me feel less overwhelmed about my career and about my goals and where I'm going? What can I do in this hopefully two-hour block of time that could only be 45 minutes because you just don't know? Yeah, I don't think it matters what industry you're in. I think women in the workplace, especially when they have kids, can be a really tricky thing. Um, It shouldn't be, but I think there are perceptions...
0: Um, or it's not as accommodating is yeah. what I from my perspective. Yeah. Totally. It's just not as accommodating to yeah. it's a just woman. harder. And so the woman often has to do a lot more or work their life around to make it work. Yeah. Which is why it's all the more impressive, but uh you have the advantage of not having a typical schedule.
1: Right. And which that, is huge. That helps. Yeah. But I
0: think a lot of the ways you're talking about time in the something that we've talked about in a previous episode of how to use those blocks of time and yeah. like what type of thinking or mindset are you in totally at this particular time? How do you feel in the mornings mm-hmm. when he's done feeding? It's like, okay, I know in the mornings I'm more able to write right. or knocking out more and analytical it can stuff and it could change yeah. or do we be more flexible with evenings and weekends? And yeah.
1: But I think that also goes back to the importance of having a plan and kind of an overall like yeah. at the beginning of the week, this is what I hope to accomplish. And so at least you know what you're working towards. So if you know, Monday I'm like, I really want to accomplish this one thing and it doesn't happen.
0: Yeah,
1: that's okay. It's not the end of the world because I still know by the end of the week this is what I hope.
0: It's still your first priority. And, it's still a priority. Well, and yeah, by, by making priorities, you know what's most important.
1: Yeah. And having to prioritize, learning to prioritize differently. Like I am a mom now. And so my first priority has to be taking care of this baby. Yeah. And then everything that follows
0: that. In the same way that in a marriage, first priority is taking care of each other and caring for each other before any other creative work or project. Yeah. So I think that's a good place to end it. We didn't really wanna talk for too long. We just wanted to see what came out as we talked through it. I'm sure we'll have more to say about children in the future. A lot of our guests that we're gonna interview or have interviewed have children. Yeah. So we're going to learn a lot in the process and we hope you get to learn a lot from it too. Thanks for listening.